funny. Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Because you're saying you, uh, when you're talking to the drunk people and you're like, sometimes you just have to say stuff to know that you exist. That oh, pops into hand- my head. Yeah, when you're handling the hecklers and you're like, sometimes you just need to talk so that you know you exist. That pops up into my head a lot, especially when I'm really high and I'm just like, oh, why am I saying what I'm saying right now? I And I can be more critical than I need to be because of what I do and what I've done for over a decade, getting close to two decades is examine speech and examine why people do the things and why. And I love it, but it is, it is fascinating how it is a certain type of drunk person, or it's like, even, I don't know if it's like a drunk thing or it's like a, it's a buzz thing more than a drunk thing. Cause they're like super buzz. They're not like, drunk. they're just more like, you know, where you can get lost in your own head sometimes. And I haven't drank in over 10 years. So I don't really remember what it feels like to be drunk, which is kind of cool. And I have no desire to be like, Oh, feel like that again. I think it's weird. <laughs> People are like, don't you? I'm like, no, nah, no. Um, but I do remember that like, it's like, a before you really understand alcohol, it feels like it feels just like, you're just like, ah, I, Gravity doesn't super exist. You know, that's what it, and I think it's in that numbness that a certain type of person every now and then will just be like, like rednecks and like Philly people and hillbillies and farm people, they yell, which is like a cathartic. I used to think it was dumb, and the older I get, the more and then I have a toddler and and the teenager and all that is like it's not dumb it's like this like they're getting out this thing that is like it's funny and it does appear it is dumb it's a dumb way well, to do it. but it's about awesome. to make it it's I get it now and I'm not like judgmental I'm just more like that's how this whatever happened this week is bellowing out of that lunatic over there and that is so much safer than anything else he probably chooses to do so the walk home from the phillies game through south philly it's just thousands of people walking through these small little south philly neighborhoods and i was like man i wish billy was here because just the random oh i was that things that were said i've told that story about how confused your brother was that I was taking the bus from like that from my you know well-to-do friends very nice condo in the historic district to why is he taking the bus and I was like you knew but it was like it was the one of the best it was probably the best hour and a half not the best hour and a half but it was like a really wonderful hour and a half that whole time in Philly was wonderful we're going back 
we're going to New York in what is today? Today's the this goes out the twenty seventh, so the fifth, sixth, and seventh. We're in New York City, you guys. We're in we're interviewing uh we're doing a live thing, so come to it, you guys. We're gonna be putting the uh links up, but like you can come see us. It's at a comedy club. It's just a lot. It's at four twenty in New York City on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, the fifth, sixth, and seventh. We've got some uh uh oh man. Yeah, the my manager's assistant is sending us the discount for hotel prices in New York City. And I was like, Yeah, it's still it's still too much. So we're gonna do it. We gotta we're gonna sleep on the subway, I think. Is yeah, it's gonna... <laughs> we got it. We figured it. I mean, city never sleeps. We're not either. Uh, no, I've got a sales, <laughs> but that deal that they're offering with the thing, you're just like, I. That's cool that some people can do that, but we're not there yet. Uh, we'll but... take the we'll take the half an hour train down to my uncle's retirement home that he's living in his little retirement condo and just sleep on the couch. It'll be cheaper. Mm. No, it won't. Um, there's t- a lot of tax there that I don't, don't want to pay. No, I'll pay money so we don't have to do that. <laughs> New York Comedy Festival, New York City Comedy Festival, guys. Mike and I are going to be there, grown local. Uh, we're still lining up some dope interviews. The fifth, we don't, we're not sure who's going to be there, so stay tuned. Uh, we've got some heavy hitters, and it's you know, travel right now is iffy. So we're trying to figure out their travel. If it can, the fifth can happen. The sixth is my buddy, Owen straw, who I met in Seattle. And then he lived in, he lives in Brooklyn. Now he has had quite the, uh, cannabis lifestyle experience. And he's very, he's just a very funny, funny dude too. So that's just going to be a fun episode. And you guys should come to that. That's Monday at 420 at Brooklyn Comedy Club. And then on Tuesday at 420, November 7th at Brooklyn Comedy Club at 420 is Heady Monster. And this one is cool to me because, hey, he, I know he grows some, it's, it's fire. Anytime I've ever had any of his stuff, it's like comparable to Mike's stuff. I will say, like, it's always been like, and what's funny is I met him through a friend of mine in the Bay that we're going to have breakfast with on our way to Eureka next week. We'll get to that. We'll get to promoting that. Uh, you guys, we're coming out and seeing everybody. Uh, we're, I don't know if you've noticed, but we are turning this podcast. We're, we're going to re, recalibrate. We're re, we've recalibrated the formula because we get it. It's a, It was a little boring. It was a lot boring sometimes uh, because I, you know, not it's you guys get it. And what we're doing now is Mike and I are going on our adventures. We're going to see you guys and we're not doing the long of the interviews. So we can get in the nitty gritty about it. And we do on these interviews, but we're going to put those on Patreon uh, for five bucks a month. You get all the dime bags that Mike does, which he really nerds out on. And then you get you get all the back catalog of all the growers we've ever done. We're putting all the rest of them. You better listen to them in a hurry because come December, let's be honest, it'll be December. 
they're all going behind the uh the patreon the behind the paywall you can hear them all back there but you can nerd out on all those but that being said now we're just going to put in rest we'll play these because we we inter mike interviews wendy from the gungeoneer and i as soon as i say her her cannabis company i'll fuck it up so i think is it sunabus is it it is sunabus yes <clears throat> you did it this is our friend wendy we interviewed her in season two for humboldt and we're having her back on and um we shall be seeing her in eureka well while we're on k mud taking over the radio oh. station november 2nd thursday night tune in if you're in humboldt to k mud if you're not you can listen online anywhere it starts at we think 9 p.m uh pacific time uh, and then at ten is when when they said that the that there's no rules anymore, Ooh. and they shouldn't have said that. They really shouldn't have said that. That was us. a bad idea. Uh, was, we're gonna uh... ask for forgiveness more than permission on this one, so that we just <laughs> shut up. Uh, and so tune into that. I mean, we're Mike and I are going on an adventure. We leave next Thursday, uh, the second, and we're going to Eureka for two days. We're taking over K Mud first then Eureka for two days, then New York City for three days, and then back to San Francisco. I'm playing the punchline. Mike's going to be doing a little comedy. Then we're going to Vancouver. If if you guys got any bud, bring it to the MOTN on... I want some of that BC stuff. Uh, and is the, is the Vapor Lounge still open, too, in Vancouver? Hit us up. Uh, on Instagram, Grown Local Pod, uh, or on the YouTube comments, if if it, all the Vancouver, British Columbia stuff, because I'm unfamiliar. I haven't been there in so long. I'm unfamiliar with. It used to be really cool. The Prince of Pot dude had that loft you could go smoke volcano stuff with, and then you could buy aches from the Hell's Angels at the bar. And I'm, I, I guarantee you, it's probably not much different. I hope. So <laughs> hit us up with all, all that info. Uh, if you got hash, huh, holler. Uh, then after Vancouver, we're going down to Seattle. We're taking the train down to Seattle. We're playing the Hereafter, which is at the Crocodile in Belltown. We've got two shows. The first show is almost sold out. Second show, hurry up, get tickets. Uh, hit us with that. Seattle. Oh, I'm I'm bringing the Puffco this i'm bringing the peak and i know i know i know some people are like oh you're not no g if you're doing the puff I'm, like, I'm traveling with this i love glass i got a new torch so i'm doing it that way too but i mean mike and i when we from the humboldt Matil center and we had to had to get a car Listen, we don't want to vouch for anything illegal, especially not on this podcast. But if somebody is driving, using a peak is really fucking easy if you're trying to smoke hash. That's all I'll say. I'm not saying no. If the van full of people or not the driver, not the driver, the van, that'd be insane. The van full of people, like when you pull over at a mm -hmm. rest area or to pee or get gas, and they go over to they, it's perfect. For yeah. just getting, you don't need torches and but it's also like perfect that. for a hotel room 
kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's it is pretty got and it's like it's pretty handy. So but I'm into I love glass too, don't get me wrong. Um yeah, we'll we'll get all the things. Uh so then what if I forgot to really promote I know. this one? They'd be like, You better say it, you piece of shit. I've been uh, waiting. I know. You've been doing good. I it's just see I can't see your leg and I'm sure it's just vibrating. Uh so eleven eleven. It's the first one of many. We've been looking forward to this. We've been talking about this. We put it in action. We got more in store, but this is the first one. We hope it goes dope. Eleven eleven in Eugene. We're doing the first grown local presents. Laugh your hash off. Uh Mike and I, it's we're doing a session. Starts about 5 p.m. at the hybrid gallery. Um, you can register at at the links Eventbrite. at the Eventbrite links. Look, Google "Life Your Hash Off Eugene." It'll come up. Register there. Um, tickets are moving pretty good. Uh, you should get them now. There'll be a crafts fair of dope stuff there. Uh, and then you get to hang where it's going to be unlike any comedy show you've probably ever been to or any, like any session you've ever probably been to. And it's the first of many we're going to try to, I don't, I've almost, oh, almost said where we were doing December and I can't don't say it, December. I, it's not even confirmed yet. We got to so talk I, to him too. So I got excited. Uh, <laughs> and January is going to blow your fucking minds. So, this is gonna be great. And we're we're so fun. excited. We're having so, fun. We're excited. We want you all to show up to have fun with. Us and we got time. two funny motherfuckers. That's not us coming to you. Got to come see who they are. That's we're not announcing who they are until they show up there. Uh, that's how we're gonna do everyone. And they're legit powerhouse comedians. So, and some of them we're not gonna let get super stoned before. Mm-hmm. Because we want the show to be good, but after we will, it's we are thinking about the show more than the. So we got you guys, and we're gonna. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Mike's put in a lot of work. There's some dope art. Box Brown's doing all the art. He's the coolest. Ah, so and then we go back the twelfth up to Portland at the White Eagle to close out that little tour, and, and you guys come to that. That one may sell out too. Those tickets are going fast. So, yeah, and then some fun stuff in store for December. But we're gonna uh, we're doing more live goofy stuff. We got some more stuff in store. Mike and I are gonna be doing live more adventure. The podcast can be more fun to listen to because we're just gonna clip it like right now, Mike. Yeah, I'm are clipping gonna... all this out. This is all gone. All of it. You're gonna the edit majority this? of it. That's stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> to quote, to quote my four and a half year old, and he does correct me that he's four and a half. Not nice. <laughs> you're like, all right, shit. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but also, I think that's the perfect time to just go into the Wendy part of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Wendy from Sunabus Farm. 
Oh, I'm so happy we have our buddy Wendy back here on Grown Local. Um, we interviewed you during our second season when we were down in the the rambunctious Humboldt wilderness and uh, me and Billy returning back from Humboldt again, of course. But uh, we are so happy to have you on and to talk about the Gonjaneer program. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be back, too. It seems like it was ages ago and yet only yesterday <laughs> <laughs> it's insane how quickly it runs but uh you know with the seasons changing and everything else it happens pretty quickly to you <laughs> very true so give uh you know i uh, had my friend tate my friend tate was actually just down there doing the gonjaneer class i know that there's been a lot of talk about it a lot of you know uh, people have uh, taking the class, um, but uh, I'm really excited about this program, um, especially after talking to Tate. Seems like such a good in-depth, but not overwhelming introduction course to people who want to take their cannabis knowledge a little bit deeper. Yay, Tate is amazing. I I loved getting to know her better and hanging out with her from uh, from up in Oregon. She's just a really phenomenal human being, and. Uh, it's funny because that's one of the things about the Ganjie program that has become really apparent is the people that are, are choosing to put their time and their energy and their money because it's not, you know, it's not the cheapest thing in the world to do, especially because you're required to come all the way to Humboldt County to do live training. Um, but, you know, far and wide, the people that are coming from literally all over the world have just been a absolutely astounding group of human beings it's been a really really fun program to be a part of i mean there has to be a certain level of uh, field of dreams if you build it they will come and uh <laughs> and you got the crow you crow going i mean when you were saying you know they gotta come all the way down to humboldt i'm like that's a great idea i think everybody should go all the way down to humboldt and get to experience all of that <laughs> get to listen to our rooster in the background be Mr. Exactly. Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so why don't you t- <laughs> He's going to keep going too, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. People want to understand what it means to be a cannabis farmer and this is exactly what it means. So. <laughs> we don't just farm cannabis, that's right. Most of us also have all kinds of homesteading skills like raising chickens and rabbits and cats far too many cats i think there's five cats right around me right now <laughs> so we don't have any mice anymore so it's lovely <laughs> that's real that's i think the reason why we hang out with cats so much um <laughs> all right Benjamin, uh, go go be with your flock shoo shoo rooster okay (laughs) in in between uh roostering why don't you tell us how this program actually got developed and how you became a part of it yeah so it started um oh gosh like five and a half years ago now actually and um Derek Gilman who's the program director he or program manager or both I guess um he basically kind of interviewed a whole bunch of people for a show that Greenflower Media put on called High Rollers. And during his interviewing of all these people, so myself being one of them, and then I know that like Frenchie Cannoli was there and the Dank Duchess was on. 
Um, Leo from um, Aficionado was there. Gene, I think, yeah, Leo was there. And then uh, Mean Gene Jackson from uh, Freeborn Selection. So there was just, you know, all of these rock stars that, you know, when I was sitting there in this studio being interviewed with Derek, I was like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> I'm like sitting in the place with all these people like Frenchie and oh, amazing. Um, but at any rate, over the course of the many interviews that Derek did, there was kind of a common theme, which was like, you know, no offense to dispensaries, but they all kind of suck. Like you go in and it's just <laughs> like, for the most part, the blood tenders have no idea what they're doing. I mean, and this is just like, you know, of course, an overview, and there's always exceptions to every rule. And there are some phenomenal bud tenders out there, and there's some phenomenal dispensaries out there. And those are the ones that stand the testament of time and, you know, get the, um, the loyal customers that continue to come back. But the number of dispensaries that I would go into, and I would like start asking questions and just get these like, glazed over blank faces, and then eventually, they would just say, you know, let me get the, the vendor coordinator in here to talk to you because you're asking a lot of hard questions, but I can't answer. Which ones are small farmer grown? Which ones are organic? Which ones are, you know, they're like, I don't know. It's not on the label. I'm like, I know. It sucks. So, so the, uh, yeah. So The uh, fun part about that was I was just in Denver with Billy a couple of weeks ago, and we went to a dispensary that only carried their own in-house flour that they grew themselves, you know, it's a chain dispensary. But the second I started asking questions about how it was oh. grown, different things like that, the bud tender got on a walkie talkie and asked the manager to come out to talk to me. And it was the most simple benign oh. questions. So I was like, this is even your guys's flower. You guys should be training your bud tenders on how to yeah. sell this. It was shocking yeah. to say the least. I, I come from a background of hospitality in restaurants and hotels. So it's like, you know, even at the Hard Rock Cafe, I had to memorize the menu. I had to know everything on it and I had to be able to describe it and I had to be able to sell it. So it's it's bizarre to me that so many dispensaries are taking this kind of like, yeah, just, you know, bring somebody up and call it good idea. <laughs> and, and that's really how the Ganjay program got born, right? Is all of us were just like, mm. this is so silly. And so Derek with Greenflower Media kind of came together and he was like, look, like we need to put together a program that teaches cannabis connoisseurship, like the sommelier program for wine. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how long it took them, him to convince them that this was necessary, but eventually he did. And he put out the call to, uh, well, I know there's at least 18 of us because there's 18 council members and said, you know, I want to build this thing. I want to make this program that's going to teach not just like here's the overview about how to grow or here's an overview about how to sell or manufacture, but like everything. I want everything encompassed in one program to teach about the quality of cannabis. What is quality cannabis and how do we tell that it's quality? So we all got together and over two in-person council meetings and God knows how many different phone calls where we would just sit and debate these things. We came up with this curriculum, which consists of an online portion, uh, which is about, I think, 30 hours of online training that covers everything from genetics through the history, through cultivation, through manufacturing, into contemporary cannabis consumption options. There's a legal side of it. There's the social side. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's so encompassing and um 
And then there's a two-day live training that happens right here in Humboldt County on the Ganje campus, which is up in Salmon Creek. And then you're required to take a test, which is an all-day test. There's three parts uh, covering a, a written portion, a consumer interaction portion, and then a portion that is uh, a blind sample that you have to assess properly. So it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's an intense program, and it has just been amazing. Last month, we had people from um, Italy, uh, from Ireland. We had our first Irish person graduate, so our first Irish Gangier, certified Gangier is now running around. We had two guys from Thailand. We had two Germans. We've had people <clears throat> from Chile, from Canada. I mean, I can't even remember at this point all the different countries <laughs> that have actually like come here to Humboldt County to like learn how to judge weed. It's insane that this is, Ugh. I mean, yeah. You asked me 10 years ago if this was happening, even through when, you know, a new legalization was on its way. And I would have been like, no way, no way. No is somebody way. Flying from Ireland to come to Humboldt <laughs> County to smoke weed with us. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you guys do have pretty good weed. It's funny. I was just vacationing and I, I, I was just vacationing in Ireland in July. And one of my little cousins was able to rustle me up some cannabis, even though it's very illegal over there. And I was like, yeah. oh, this actually looks pretty good. And he goes, yeah, the guy who sold it to me said that was from uh, California. And I was like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but so you guys funny. need to get a big map a big worldwide map and put pins oh. in from all the places that people oh. have gone and then all the strings going directly to humboldt county which just would make my heart so, so happy because i'm such a big fan of you guys down there so it just makes me giddy to even hear this oh. stuff so <laughs> we we do need a map you're so right about that and <clears throat> yeah, it's um we we actually just opened enrollment up again and I think it closes at the end of the year. So it's uh it's apropos that you reached out and that we're chatting right now. I love it. Exactly. I hope any of our listeners who want to get more in depth, you obviously want to if you're a nerd sitting here listening to our cannabis uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, you know, make sure to reach out. I frankly kind of want to just take it just to see what I score. I want to see if I can go through the class and get a 401, a 4.0 GPA, see if that's possible. <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. It's um. You know, the, really, the two days of training is so incredibly special. We sit around and, you know, it starts with an opening circle where everybody kind of introduces themselves and where they're from and tells their story. And it's such a good reminder that this is still incredibly illegal in so many places, including a lot of the states in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have people that sit there and they say, like, you know, I have never been able to freely talk about something that has changed my life for the better so drastically where I'm from this isn't you know we don't talk about this and to sit in a room with up to you know 24 other 26 other people because um, we always have at least four teachers four instructors and usually there's six of us and um, you know only up to 20 students I think is our, our maximum that we accept per class so to have this really small intimate group with you know people that they've heard about and um, a lot of them say, you know, I've, I've never gone to talk about this and to be able to be with people who could literally talk and do literally talk about it all day long, like from the moment they get there 
to class ending and then anybody who's staying on campus or hanging out afterwards, you know, the conversations just continue forever and <laughs> nobody ever gets bored. It's not like eyes are glazing over. It's just like, oh my gosh, what do you know about that I don't know about? And what have we learned that, you know, we can teach you and how do we all connect and how do we network and move together? And that's <clears throat> kind of the, the bigger piece that was not something we ever conceptualized of at the beginning. You know, we were just like, okay, this is going to be for bud tenders and, you know, they're going to learn how to interpret cannabis and how to, you know, grade it and, you know, really quantify what it is that, that's going on here and qualify it. And it turned into this incredible community building thing where, I mean, I'm now kind of like going, okay, as soon as I can afford to, I want to start putting money away so that I can go on a little trip of like Europe and go visit all the people that have come here and, you know, I know that I can land it just about anywhere in the world and probably find somebody really quickly, if not instantly, who would be willing to show me around and hang out. And that's something that we've seen, you know, this community build amongst each other as well. So people leave and there's exchanging their phone numbers and their Instagrams and they're reaching out and they're visiting each other and they're doing trips together. We have one of our certified ganjiers just planned uh, <clears throat> a trip to Morocco. So he got together with a bunch of other guys. And they went over, actually, I think he couldn't make it, which was really sad. Um, Jeff Cush coach, he's a phenomenal human being too. But um, I think he didn't make it. But the people that did went to Morocco and got to go like experience hashish in Morocco. And, oh, you know, man. I think it was Morocco. I could be wrong. Maybe it was Morocco with, with Danielle. Oh, gosh. And then there's so many people that have come through that sometimes I forget who did what. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, once again, you know, it's a story as old as time on this podcast, but just this plant bringing people together and solidifying community, solidifying, you know, uh, people who have a common shared love of something that has ultimately changed their life and then it blossoms into a whole bunch of different things. So it's a it's a wonderful gift what you guys are doing down there. So I just want to thank you guys for what you're doing. It's it's I'm honestly I'm just so honored and blessed to have this be a part of my life and and to be a part of everybody else's life too and to just to witness this thing growing and to witness like you said like who it brings together I mean to sit in a room with people that are like you know ex-drug addicts and then there's a doctor and then there's like an ex-lawyer for Disney <laughs> I'm just like what, what world am I in and we're all smoking weed together this is crazy I can't <laughs> You know, the thing that brings together this group and that it brings it together so cohesively. It's not mm. like anybody feels hard or out of place. Like everybody just embraces whatever part of the plant, you know, resonates with them. And inevitably it resonates with just about everybody else too. So it's amazing. You should, you should come, you should come through. It'd be cool. You would absolutely love it. You would totally geek out. And I'm sure you get a whole new slew of people for the podcast. Unending. <laughs> this is more and more. I mean, honestly, and like, you know, I, I think I've talked about on the podcast before, you know, managing a gardening store, you know, grow shop for six years. One of my favorite things was talking passionately with people who are excited about growing, excited for the knowledge with it. And I feel like some of that has been lost in legalization. Yeah. You know, if if it could be there's more ego and especially a lot of men mm -hmm. nowadays when it comes to growing and how much they know about cannabis 
and I myself always like to stay the student so it has to be very refreshing to have people who are eager and giddy for knowledge and to hear what you guys have to say it it is it keeps me going um you know legalization has not been the easiest road for anybody and to see kind of what it's done to our communities is really heartbreaking on one side and on the other side like every step towards this plant being free is a good step so it's such a you know, a study of contrast where it's exciting and wonderful and also scary and sad. And to see, and it's just, it really is super duper inspiring to see. Oh, and then there's also all the people who've never seen a plant before. Like, it's crazy (laughs) how many students come and they're like, I've never been on a cannabis farm before and they get to come out to one of our legacy farms in salmon creek and like walk through plants and touch and hear the stories firsthand and that is something that i'm like man you guys are getting to go home with something that first off that you know a majority of people don't even think is possible and secondarily even those that think it might be possible wouldn't necessarily know how to go about it so it's um it's pretty special it's it's pretty heartwarming to see And even though these are people who are pro-cannabis and who enjoy cannabis and stuff like that, I think that is a very beneficial grounding thing because, you know, my mother, she Mm -hmm. was against cannabis was against me coming out I uh, to Oregon to grow cannabis. I told her I was out here just living. Um, But when I eventually told her that I was a cannabis farmer and everything, you know, she came out and she visited me in like 2014 And I took her into my garage to show her my plants. And she was just like, oh, is this it? And then she was like, do you smoke (laughs) the leaf? What do you do? And then just by the (laughs) fact of seeing that it's just a plant, it helped ground her a lot, I think, and take away a lot of the stigma and a lot of the fear and everything else that was going on in her mind previously that made her so apprehensive about it. So seeing that it's literally just a plant, no matter how many times we say it, but seeing that it's literally just a plant, I think is so beneficial. That's amazing and and so true, right? Because people really do still have this stigma and this weird idea that, you know, in their head it's some kind of weird drug and then they see it and they're like, oh, wait a minute, that's it? That's the, oh, okay. So yeah, for people that are still, you know, anti-cannabis to realize that, yes, it, it is literally just a plant. It's, you know, nothing scary. It's not going to jump out and thump you on the head, roll itself into a joint, shove it down your, itself down your throat. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <all choice. laughs> oh, and then to experience so... also that, that connection, right. With the plant that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get, like they may have been smoking for 20 years, but they may have decided they never want to grow. Maybe they don't have a good uh, green thumb, or maybe it's just, you know, they don't have a location or whatever. Maybe it just never, never occurred to them to grow it. And then yeah. to come out and see, you know, just a small farm, 10,000 square feet, 5,000 square feet, whichever one we go to and be able to be like, oh, oh, this is like, this is what this looks like. This is, you know, cannabis in its natural environment. And it's really a beautiful thing, and especially people who come from indoor environments too, to see it outside mm-hmm. growing yeah, with nature sun. and grass and flowers. Yeah. Oh. It's, um, it's pretty special. It's pretty cool. It's fun to, to witness. It keeps 
keeps me inspired, keeps me, you know, believing in this for sure. And especially down in Humble too, like I, the, like we did in the last episode, you know, I was down at Hogwash Farms and just looking at the beautiful cannabis and then you turn and it's just this beautiful vista of, you know, these gorgeous rugged mountains and, you know, the sun just out and it's like, oh yeah, this is where it belongs, just out in the great wild outdoors and nature and you end up seeing that, yeah, there's also just going to be roosters around that are real loud and annoying at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> right like oh yeah it's a farm <laughs> it's a farm it's a farm at the end of the day it's a farm that's all it really is <laughs> wendy it's thank that, you so much for thing. your time we greatly appreciate yeah, absolutely. you coming back on um please refresh our listeners with um what uh where they can find you and where they can find out more about the program too so for the Gangier program, you can find it on the web at www.gangier.com. And that is a kind of funky word. We get it. So we'll spell it out for you. G as in George, A-N as in Nancy, J as in Boca J. <laughs> I-E-R-Gangier.com. <laughs> Uh, for me personally, you can find me on Instagram at Sunabis, like Sun Grown Cannabis, S-U-N-N-A-B-I-S, also at www.sunabis.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, as always. Thanks for having me back on again. This is awesome. And anytime you need a guest, let me know. I love chatting with you guys. <laughs> you don't have to do it like that. I don't think, I think we could just... I know, but I don't think it's already turned down from the burlesque host. It's not as much as you think it is. (laughs) It is what's so so we're still recording good. What's so funny is hey, we're not going you we're not clipping in right now, so we're just letting this play. And it's it reminds me of in Philly. Because we had those crowds were awesome. Those people were awesome. And especially those first two crowds were really awesome. They weren't like huge because it was, yeah. there's nobody in that town that is the worst weekend to ever do that. We learned an important lesson. It was fun. I love that club. We'll do it again. But God, that Saturday show where you had, and I know you weren't wrong, but you went up hardcore. Bah, 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 bah. And it is the right instinct because, like, we were well rested that day. It was mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. night. You like it's going to be the hottest crowd. It was it, the, packed. It was the most packed crowd we had the entire time. It was the biggest. I wouldn't say it was packed, but it was the biggest crowd we had. Uh, we're we're growing, it, and I think people did were like, "Hey, you should go see these guys. They're funny." So, and the club was super happy. But I will. I just the the old fucker in me is just like man it wasn't wasn't packed uh we're it's big er but we're working on getting packed ah but you went out so hard and they met you with literally nothing like probably less than like a wall of nothing and i like belly laughed because i was in that that weird Uh green room that was off by itself because there's like two back and i was just in there listening because i wanted to hear and you came uh, chris farley 
the fuck out of there just 150 miles an hour which is not wrong it was like mm -hmm. i thought i was like yeah i mean that's how these crowds have been and he's gonna he's hyping this shit up and they met you with nothing and i could not stop giggling because i because i knew what you felt too which is like that's tough that is huh. Huh. it's it's like doing an act out that you are sure that you, <laughs> when you sell heard something, the laughs already in my head <laughs> and you've worked on it and you're like man this is gonna and you sell it in a way that is like i am vulnerable as a human being right now and then they're like mm, that's weird i don't like that and you're like huh. i'm hmm. i'm gonna I'm going to dig a hole and not come out. That's what you <laughs> I mean, my happiness is that I turned it down a little bit, but I kept it going and I didn't get in my head. I wasn't like, oh, they just hate me. I must be an ugly piece of shit. I just, I just, I, you I did. Just you were a pro. Now you're, you were sweating when you came on. Very much so. I was, I, was I like... met you off stage when you introduced Michelle because I was like, I was like, I want to see. I want to see what state he's in. It was like, you know, it's like a, it's an old coach thing where I'm like, not even rattled. I was more like, Oh, I want to see how that hit is, feel. Yeah. I bet that <laughs> he got the shit knocked out of him. Like you all right. And you were, you shook my hand. It was all wet. And I was like, Hey, kind of wet there. And you're like, shut up. Just shut up. Shut but I, was up. Like, you... I was like, you did what you're supposed to. I was just, <laughs> you probably saw me like you like feel awful and i'm just like kind of giddy because i'm like that's the funniest shit in the world <laughs> well and then my favorite part too well not my favorite but what made me feel better is they were that way for everybody and i was like okay it wasn't me okay it is okay. such a selfish shitty thing that, that we you do kind of root like hope they don't do great i hope <laughs> Well, I never want to be the person who fucks up the show for everybody else. So that's usually where it is. That's my Irish Catholic side being like, just don't mess up for Billy or anybody else. So the well, that is that your job. Just... No, that is. Yeah. You should think that. that's not a guilt thing. That is your job. So you should be thinking that way. <laughs> you shouldn't be like, oh, it's OK. It's not. It is not OK. It is that weird line of like you have to care enough not to give a fuck. But that is yeah. a thin line. Uh, but. It was like they didn't give Michelle a couple of things I thought they should have given her. And I was like, huh. Hmm. And then they gave, they finally, and they reluctantly gave Jim a couple of things that were like, that I really think are genuinely wonderful bits. Like, I just did there's way no, better than our weekend, too. Yeah. And it was like, I was back there like, huh. I'm going to have to these motherfuckers and i did and then they that's what they needed in this weird way where i was like ah this is just years of doing this where i was like i think i know what these stupid assholes need and like even me like me saying that right now if somebody was in the crowd that night they'd be like he was right though we were being stupid assholes we were. <laughs> and it's like a you can't I try to tell young comics this too. And this is a fuck off. This is what this podcast is now. <laughs> Cause you're going to come see us do comedy and we're putting cannabis with it. That's the way to do it. We're so tired of just being like, we'll help. We're going to help save cannabis, mm -hmm. but we're going to do it in a funny way. We're tired of being bummed about it all the goddamn time. So we figured out through helping this measure a thing. If we do it with like levity and shit like that. And that's how we do it. 
and we can go out and we're going to have more, more fun. We're going to go see more places and we smoke more hash and more flour and so blah, blah, blah. But I forgot what I was even saying. But that is, you're like, wrap it up. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> wrap what up? What are you wrapping up? You're like, oh, my roommate's coming home. <laughs> okay. Tell her to be quiet. Communicate. There's no... We promoted the thing. You're doing the thing. Uh, uh, Slee's got fucking COVID. I was... <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody on the East Coast was wearing masks, and I was like, oh, this is weird. And then, uh, and then everybody was like, yeah, COVID's blowing up right now here, so... This New York part of the trip's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, just stay the fuck away from people. It's not that hard. Yeah. Smoke as much weed as possible. Well, that is kind of the uh uh they do say like smoking weed does help. There are studies that say that I haven't really looked into the studies, but anytime I see those articles, I'm like, see, see, I knew it. It's the best. Um, but that was a good, that was a good interview you did with Wendy. Um, that was good. Thank you. Now go guys, follow us on YouTube and follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You don't really fuck with Twitter, but also if you've been reporting us on Instagram, cool it. Stop it. It's annoying. And we're just trying to make people happy. But goddamn. All right. Also, we're coming to Vegas too, November 30th. MJ Biz, we're gonna come make fun of your ass. We're coming after you. We've got some pranks, <laughs> some fun stuff. I'm even telling you, I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna fuck with you guys. Just you don't know where. You. you don't even know when or where. But November 30th, wise guys. Las Vegas, me and Mike, but during the day, MJ Biz getting fucked over. And, you know, come smoke some hash with us and stuff. All right, grown local. <laughs> <laughs>